This podcast contains details of alleged child abuse, grooming and exploitation. Listener discretion is advised. For free counselling in Australia, 24 hours, the number for Lifeline is 13 11 14. If you've been listening to this podcast and want to help Jason and Amanda Westbrook finally get an open and independent inquiry into Eden's death, then please go to change.org and sign our petition. You'll find the link in the show notes. We know that we haven't been releasing episodes as regularly as we have previously, and there's a simple reason for this. It's because this has become a moving story. As we sit down to record this episode, there's a bunch of things happening. We've also had another response, this time via Facebook, from the girl we've called Kate. There's the findings from the Commission of Inquiry into the Sexual Abuse of children in government institutions, which has taken place in the last week. We thank you for your strength and courage. Our state is deeply indebted to you for your bravery in coming forward, in speaking to the Commission in the hope that the abuse and injustice that you have suffered never happens again. And we've had someone that's emailed us directly that will blow up all of your thinking into some of the allegations that have been raised in this podcast. In particular, the allegation that a person in a position of power that was grooming Eden. All that's to come in this episode of The Garden of Eden. Let's start first with the girl we're calling Kate and the message she sent back to us. Back on the 18th of August, 2023, I sent Kate a Facebook message to ask her if she'd like to chat about Eden and anything she might be willing to share to help the family from that night. She didn't respond until a Thursday night a few weeks ago. I was away with my kids for school holidays and while we're sitting at dinner, I get a response. It read, not really into fiction, sorry. Now, normally I wouldn't reply while I was at dinner, but this was big. I never really expected her to come back to me, especially after this amount of time. Anyway, I replied, sorry, I just thought you may want to tell your side. Minutes later, Kate replied, my side of what? I replied to Kate, I was told that you saw Eden the night before she died. There was a short break in her response and then about 30 minutes later, she came back. I didn't, unfortunately. Also, I'm not sure we can have a side when it comes to that type of death. Very strange concept. As I said, I'm not a fan of fiction. So Kate told me she hadn't seen Eden the night before she died. But I was mindful of the social media posts that she'd posted the day after Eden was found, which have since been deleted, including the post in which she said, I'm not full of guilt because I was the last person to see her smile and she did not need my help. I asked Kate to clarify what she meant by that post. She replied saying, I had lots of conversations with the family years ago and I don't have anything left to say. We've set up an email address to allow you to ask questions of us, questions that might help us uncover some of the truths about Eden's death and the investigation, or maybe even pose some questions that we hadn't thought of. The email was not supposed to be a tip line, but then, just a few days ago, we got a tip. We've had to change this person's name to protect her and the allegations she's made. The email simply read, Dear Sir Madam, 
I wanted to preface this email by sending my deepest condolences to the Westbrook family and everyone close to Eden. My name is and I grew up in St. Helens. If by chance the person in a position of power who was grooming multiple girls was in fact a school teacher, I happen to be one of those girls and can provide any testimony or screenshots, etc. If it would be helpful to anyone. Kind regards. I went straight back to this person and we shared a few emails and she agreed to come on the podcast. Now, what I'm about to play you is the conversation that we recorded. She's agreed for us to record it and also agreed that she'd talk to police or anyone if necessary. She also agreed for me to report this as it's the law. I was the first person she told. And our duty as the first disclosure is to report it. So we have. The allegations you're about to hear, you may find triggering and disturbing. Listener discretion is advised. We've edited her chat to ensure we protect her and her anonymity. And of course, allow an investigation to take place. We want to emphasise that until an investigation has taken place, these are allegations only. They have not been proven. Hi, um, my name's Jay uh, from the Garden of Eden. How are you going? Good, thank you, Jay. How are you? Yeah, really well, thanks. Um, thanks for reaching out. Um, and um, just before we get started, uh, are you okay if I record this call? Yeah, absolutely. We've also altered her voice. Basically, I was just reaching out um, to, I had heard on the podcast that there was a man in a position of power that was grooming like school-age girls, um, and I was groomed by a man in a position of power. Um, he happened to be a school teacher, so I was just reaching out to see if it was a possibility that it was the same one that you were talking about on the podcast. I'm going to, I guess this is really difficult to, to ask. Have you, have you ever told anyone about this before? Have you ever sought um, uh, help? Not at the time. I like, have told people about it now later in life that like, I'm not like a child anymore. Um, but at the time, I didn't tell anyone about it, no. Not your mum or dad or, or anyone at the school? No, not at all. Have you ever... Yeah. Have you ever reported this to pol- police? No, I was too scared when I was younger. I was like the time, so it was just, yeah. What were you scared of? I think I was mostly scared of getting in trouble by my parents, I think. I don't I don't even know what it was. I was just, I don't know, I was scared. And I was scared there was going to be repercussions at school as well. Um, and just people not believing me. Would you be willing, if police required, would you be willing to um, go to court and t- tell a court this that you're about to tell me? Yeah. How how much of this are you happy and willing to share um, with us? I am happy to talk about all of it now. Um, so whatever questions you have, I'm happy to tell you like the whole story and then I also have um, screenshots of like Instagram messages as well that I'm happy to send through if that's of any help to anyone. And so when did this start for you? Um, it was on a... Can you tell me what happened? Uh, my younger... ...than me had a... 
assistance and I'd offered to go help. Um, so I went on and there was a, um, like it was girls and boys. Anyway, I was the only one older that went. Um, and I remember we were playing pool and um, I was playing against my teacher. And he said, what do I get? Um, I told him he could have whatever he wanted if he won, like just, just thought maybe he'd ask me to buy him a chocolate bar or something. Anyway, um, he won the game of pool and he brought up my Instagram page and found a photo of me in a bikini. And he said to me that um, because he won, I would have to send him a photo every day like that for a year. Um, obviously, me and my bikini. Um, and then he proceeded to um, ask what my Snapchat was. And he added me on Snapchat. Um, and I didn't add him back uh, because I was scared. And then that night, um, there was like a girl's room and a boy's room and a teacher's room. Um, and he told me that it was too late for me to go in with the girls because I'd wake them up. So I had to sleep in the teacher's room um, with him. And I slept on the floor and I just remember being like terrified the whole night that he was going to do something to me. And I was just like silently crying. Um, and I was just like pretending to be asleep, but like I didn't really sleep because I was just like hyper aware all night that like, I'm just in a room alone with this man. Like he could do anything right now. I'm a year old girl. Um, and then um, after he just started messaging me regularly on Instagram. I was working at the time. So he'd like message me and be like, are you working tonight? I'll come get food tonight. And just like message me like, um, what were you saying in class today? Just like sort of just trying to stay in contact with me. And I'd give him like really short, not like, leading questions at all just like answers i just didn't really want anything to do with it but yeah he just continued on with trying to message me um and eventually he ended up uh i just replying and then eventually he ended up blocking me um further down the line i'm i'm so sorry that that happened to you i really am and, and uh i've got two 14 year old girls and i can just imagine I can only imagine, in fact, I can't even imagine what that would feel like for you. Thank you. After he blocked you, what happened then? Um, nothing. I didn't, I'd moved. I think I didn't really talk or see him again until I was at uni in Hobart and I saw him at a club one day. It was a really strange seeing an old teacher at a club, but he like hugged me and stuff and I just left as quick as I could. I just went home and I was crying because it just, you know, it brought up a lot of awful memories. Have you told your mum and dad about this now? Uh, no, I've spoken to like my friends and my fiance about it um, and I'm actually with my parents, so I'm planning on telling them um, tonight actually. How do you feel now? Um, I, I feel like I've dealt with it um, now. Like it's been now um so i mean obviously it was awful and it took me a lot to get over but i i feel like i've i've got there but i yeah men in power positions i don't get along with and i'm always very wary of especially like bosses post this call i can tell you that we checked in with this girl to make sure she was okay we also gave her some support with professionals that we know could do more to help than we can. We call her back a few days later to make sure the chat with her mum and dad was fine and that she was still doing okay. 
In the last few weeks, the Commission of Inquiry into the Tasmanian government's responses to child sexual abuse in institutional settings has completed. It looked at historical abuse of children inside government institutions, which included youth detention centres, hospitals, out-of-home care and government schools. As part of that investigation, 191 recommendations have been made. Findings have divided the state of Tasmania. The Commission of Inquiry that's taken place has also seen the Attorney-General step down in the last few days. All stand. The Commission of Inquiry that's just completed runs over nine volumes and almost 3,000 pages. Over the course of the inquiry, the Commission conducted 37 days of public hearings and held more than 120 sessions, with Commissioners and 165 witnesses were examined and over 260 statements were received. The Commission received over 95,000 documents from the government and agencies during the hearings and considered issues across four types of institutions. Schools, out-of-home care, youth detention and health settings. Volume 3 is dedicated to the sexual abuse of children in Tasmanian public schools. Their findings found that there was an unwillingness by departmental staff to believe children and young people when they reported child sexual abuse and that disclosures were not handled in a sensitive, trauma-informed way. Victim survivors told the Commission about the devastating effects this had on them. In one case, a victim survivor said that a member of school staff told her that it was her responsibility to make the abuse stop. It is hard to imagine a greater betrayal than entrusting your child to a hospital or a school where care and protection should be the highest priority, only to have your child preyed upon by a monster, the innocent stolen, their trust and the trust of their families betrayed, their childhoods lost to a lifetime of trauma, hurt, anger and pain. And all of this made so much worse because in some cases, the people who could have protected them should have protected them and dead chose to look the other way, to dismiss their complaints and to believe their abusers over vulnerable children. As part of this commission of inquiry and the report, there's information about the number of employees suspended over allegations of child sexual abuse or related behaviours up until the end of February 2023. The Department of Education has currently 43 employees who were suspended between January 2000 and February 2023 for child sexual abuse. Almost half of these occurred since November 2020, which is the date of the announcement of the Commission of Inquiry. The Commission of Inquiry also noted that by May 2022, the Department of Education conducted 57 preliminary assessments into allegations or incidents of child sexual abuse or grooming behaviours. It appears that 50 of those assessments involved current employees. The Commission of Inquiry also had numerous mentions of Paul Reynolds, Remember, he was working for the coroner's office back in 2015 and was involved in Ian's case. The Commission of Inquiry's references to Paul Reynolds are pretty damning. Here's an extract from Volume 7. 
We heard that in 2008, police officers from an interstate police force were delivering training to Tasmanian police officers in Tasmania. After the first day of training concluded, at drinks at the Tasmanian Police Academy bar, an interstate police officer alleged that a conversation occurred suggesting that the then Inspector Reynolds was a pedophile. Two Tasmanian police officers, both with the rank of Inspector, reportedly gave examples of concerning behaviour. One inspector reported that he said he visited Inspector Reynolds's home and saw him with a 15-year-old boy between his legs giving him a massage. Another inspector reportedly said that his wife had been approached by people in the community concerned about Paul Reynolds' behaviour around young boys. The commission was told by Tasmanian police that it had no evidence that asserted the reputation of Senior Sergeant Reynolds was previously known to any member of the Tasmanian police force before Senior Sergeant Reynolds' death. The commission stated that they acknowledged that from 2018, Tasmanian police eventually investigated Paul Reynolds for child sexual abuse and other offences. The Commission then went on to say that it is concerning that a decade before Senior Sergeant Reynolds' death, there appeared to be credible reports that suggested an awareness or at least a suspicion of him engaging in inappropriate behaviour with children. The Commission considered that the approach by investigating the alleged conversation overheard by the interstate police officers were inadequate. The interstate police officers should have been invited to make a formal statement. The commission was also concerned that Senior Sergeant Reynolds was given a police funeral. They wrap up their submission around Paul Reynolds by saying, we can only imagine how distressing this would have been for those who heard the rumors about Senior Sergeant Reynolds' behavior and believe them to be true. We're concerned by the commissioner's delivery of the eulogy given the commissioner was at that stage aware of the concerns about Senior Sergeant Reynolds. We decided that now this information had been shared publicly about Paul Reynolds and his name was attached to the coronial finding about Eden's death, that we'd reach out to the coroner and respectfully ask, given this new information, that maybe there was a chance to have Eden's investigation reopened. So we sent an email and we got a reply from an employee at the coroner's office that said that she would pass on the email to the coroner, but also told us the way we addressed the coroner by her maiden name was inappropriate and that we should use her formal title. A day later, we were sent a formal response from the coroner's office. The coroner's formal role with respect to conducting an investigation and issuing findings concludes when the findings are signed by the coroner. Therefore, the coroner's role with respect to the findings are complete. However, there is some legislation in Tasmania that allows us to reopen the investigation. It's from the Coroner's Act of 1995, Section 58, Part 7A. A review of the Chief Magistrate may reopen the investigation. The Chief Magistrate may reopen an investigation and re-examine some or all of the findings or direct another coroner to do so if the Chief Magistrate is satisfied that A, the investigation was or may have been tainted by fraud, or B, the investigation was not sufficiently thorough or was compromised by evidentiary or procedural irregularity, or C, there are mistakes in the record of the finding or 
D. New facts or evidence affecting the findings have come to light. E. The findings were not supported by the evidence. Or F. There's another compelling reason to reopen the investigation. We feel like that everything we presented in this podcast points to at least three of the opportunities to reopen this investigation with the Chief Magistrate. Given all the new evidence that's been presented in this podcast, given the recent Commission of Inquiry mentions of Paul Reynolds and his involvement in the Eden Westbrook case, we feel that this is the next way forward. So Jason and Amanda have begun that process. Every Tasmanian child is entitled to the best start in life. Every Tasmanian child has an inherent right to feel safe be well and to engage in learning. I want all Tasmanians to know this government and indeed this parliament is acting and listening. With the family's permission, in the next episode, we access Eden's social media accounts with Jason and Amanda's blessing and find out more about Eden and her messages and who she was talking to just before her death. I've got some stuff you need to see. I think I found something. About Eden? Um, I've got to show you this. Yeah, okay. Shall I... I'm still recording. Shall I keep recording? Yeah, definitely keep recording. Um, Yeah, this is crazy. If this podcast has raised concerns for you or your family, please call Lifeline on 13 11 14.